This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And my guest now is Bronwyn Hershowitz, art publicist um, and art specialist. And you you and uh, Vincent high-fived each other in and out of the studio. We did, man. I, I also went to watch the show, and Daniel is remarkable. What a talent. In fact, uh, he's only I think he's only 23, mm-hmm. and on stage you, you would think he was much older. He's just got an old soul, and you can see he's been trained properly. He's been performing since he was 10 and you can see he takes his craft seriously he's a talent of note Bronwyn South Africa South Africans are really talented yes and we're doing well on the international arena we are and uh, just two incredible two out of many incredible stories of proudly South African stories uh, artists Um, one I'm going to talk about is uh, amputee dancer Musa Mota. He uh, made the Britain's Got Talent finals. Okay. And uh, l- let me just give you some background about Musa. Now, first of all, he uh, he had cancer when he was young. He was diagnosed with cancer and his left leg was amputated. He had dreams of being a soccer player and obviously he couldn't. And he found inspiration and love and therapy through music and dancing. And I remember watching him. I I think it was 2017. I cannot remember but the exact year, but it was at the Dance Umbrella. And I, I remember watching him on stage. And this was quite a while ago. And now watching him on a world stage in Britain, bringing audiences and judges to tears. And in fact, um, they did give him the golden buzzer as well because the crowd demanded it. Uh, all of the judges had actually already used theirs, and for the first time on the talent competition, all four judges pressed the buzzer together. And obviously you get all that golden confetti mm. coming down. He's remarkable. He, As a performer, he has grown. He is so much stronger. He is doing things. He's flying, basically, on that stage. And you, you really need to watch it if you haven't. I was going to say, have you watched that performance? I have. Because I think I was so nervous. Yeah. I was actually watching like. Yeah. The judges and, you know, the audience and I, I had an, I, I, like rising anxiety just watching him. Mm. Yeah. And he has so much strength in his mm. upper body and he, he does things that, you know, us abled people take for granted. I mean, we all go, oh, I can't do it, but he's doing it. So it's so inspiring to watch. I really hope that he, uh, just skyrockets. Do you know what the next process is and how it works and what it is? Oh, I'm not sure the, of the details, but yeah, he's in the finals. So I think they're still, um, eliminating people and going through that, um, stage of the competition. And then the finals, it'll be a certain number of people. I'm, I'm not sure the numbers, maybe it's like 20 people who compete against each other. And that's based on, uh, obviously the judge's opinion and then votes as well. And our other very proud moment. Wonderful moment. Mzanzi Youth Choir. They're in America. And uh, they delivered an extraordinary performance. It's the 18th season of America's Got Talent. And they were showered also with a group golden buzzer. Hmm. Okay. Also, the audience were just ranting. Now, this was a very special performance because if you are an America's Got Talent fan, if you've watched previous episodes, there was a young lady by the name of Jane. Now, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her surname correctly. It was Jane Mogzuski. Her stage name is Nightbird. Mm. 
And she wrote a song called It's Okay, and she was going through cancer um, treatment, and unfortunately she did pass away. But she sang the song. She wrote the song and sang the song, and she made it through to the finals as well. Simon Cowell loved her. She was so inspiring and beautiful, and they actually did a version of her song. Oh, wow. And if you can imagine this African choir doing this huge, beautiful performance, and uh, the judges were in tears. Simon Cowell couldn't even talk. Um, and and it was such a remarkable, beautiful moment. It was almost like a full circle moment. And they really dedicated this performance to her. And they, they said that they, they want to celebrate her legacy. She really, you've got to look her up. She has an Instagram page. Obviously, it's still running. But if you look at old videos of her, she really had the most beautiful words to say about life. I think she had done a lot of introspection and she's very inspiring. So this is a beautiful story as well. This this choir from Soweto singing this international song, paying tribute to this beautiful human who passed away. And it was also just a remarkable story and remarkable for South Africa. Mm. Bronwyn, mm. our previous guest mentioned Firefly. Did he? And I know that people are raving sure. about it. Tell me what you know. Let have me, you seen it? I have. Have you? Okay, let me tell you ah. something about me. I, You know, I see a lot of shows, and I, I'm quite pedantic. I don't always tell people um, what I think about things um, in, entirely because I'm very, I, I like to support everybody. Um, I won't ever well, publicly put something down because I really think everyone's trying, and, and uh, I'm here to support the arts. So it's very rare for me to want to go see a show more than once. And right. it's very rare for me to, to come out of a performing, f- performance absolutely gobsmacked and speechless. And this is one of those shows. Um, it is beautiful. It's remarkable. It, it, it ticks every box. It's not a commercial piece. It's if you think of really, and I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of this word, but this old school acting, old school training. This is this Play. And it's one of my favorite actresses who is starring in it, Sylvain Strike. She's a brilliant actress, a brilliant director as well. She, she's, I think, been trained in, in the art form of clowning and performance art and movement and, and really using your body to tell a story. And she's starring with the brilliant Andrew Buckland. So the, both of them together are remarkable. You've got Tony Bentel on piano. So you've got a live uh, pianist on stage as the show is going ahead and it lends itself to the story and then it's directed by Tony Morkel. It's very difficult to explain and I'll read the description to you. In the remote village of Bucket's End, nestled high in the mountains upstream from the disappearing river, Farin and Farash manifest their love by delighting in their masterful telling of the story of two ill-fated lovers whose forbidden love is ignited by full moons and fireflies. Okay, it's, it's, I can't explain it to you. It's a beautiful love story. It is a beautiful story. You just, every, the visuals, the lighting design, the sets, the acting, the performances, the music, everything is just so beautiful. That's what I've heard. So it has to be on the bucket list. 100%. So if you, if you're not a big theater goer, go, because this is remarkable. And I think anyone who is serious about acting or directing, you need to go and watch this. It's um, just superb. We are going to take a break. And <laughs> after the break, we are going to be transported to Israel. Yes. 
This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Bronwyn Hershevitz, and we are going straight to Israel, where British performer Robbie Williams, uh, who knew, has Jewish children. Yes, it's remarkable. So uh, <laughs> Robbie Williams uh, returned to Israel after almost a decade of being there. And uh, what was also great is that he surprised an Israeli street singer by joining him for a duet of his song Angels in mm. Tel Aviv. Incredible, so he just eh? surprised him, yeah. So he arrived in Tel Aviv um, to do a show at the Yarkon Park, excuse me, his first in Israel nearly a decade. He actually was there uh, last in 2015. And uh, he actually just said he couldn't believe it's been so long. I think just time really, really flies. And yes, he has four Jewish children with Turkish American Jewish actress Ada Field, who he married in 2010. And uh, yeah, he he he's, he speaks about how they you know celebrate Hanukkah um, and you know they they do what they can. So it's it's quite sweet and it's quite lovely. And he's quite a cheeky uh, personality. So I really I like him and I, I like it when he uh, goes. Um, you know, to Israel, especially because of what's been happening, you know. Yes, with, with yes. The, it shows you that boycotts are actually irrelevant for the majority of really talented yeah. artists. And he, he has said that he, he doesn't like to be involved in that, those political statements and that sort of thing. And he's not going to, to be the spokesperson of go to Israel, but he loves it. He said he loves it. He loves the people. He loves the vibe. It's so unique and different. He says from the moment you step down, you can see you, you're in a different world and country. So he's very uh, yeah fond of the country, and hopefully he will return there sooner rather than later. But, I mean, he's had four kids, so I, I kind of <laughs> I understand <laughs> where the time went. Yeah, I do understand that. Um, it's really, really lovely. Um, Madonna was, uh, set to go to Israel, but I haven't, I haven't seen follow up reports that she actually went. She was going to go on Shavuot. Um, but uh, there are no, um, articles confirming that she actually arrived there. So I'm not sure what happened then. She was going to go to Sfat, you know, she's, yes, she's a, a Kabbalah. Yeah, she's very big into her Kabbalah. So, um, that would have been interesting, but I, I haven't found any follow up articles on whether she actually did go to Israel. So I'm I'm, I'm wondering. Um, but she was set to go there on Shavuot, so that would have been Perhaps in the past. it was a, a spiritual visit rather than a professional um, yeah, maybe. But we would have known. We would have known. You know, it's Madonna, come on. Um yeah, so uh, yeah, it's just uh, lovely that uh, these artists all experience Israel um for what it is. And uh you know the the Israelis love their pop music, so they love their old pop singers. So uh I think Robbie has a huge fan base there. Madonna definitely does. I know Mariah Carey does. <laughs> and then I want to ask you something, Sharice. How's your Yiddish? Oh, oi gavalt. Oi gavalt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> well, um, you know, I think Yiddish, Yiddish is still alive and well and I don't know if it's making a comeback, but it's, it's, uh, the tradition of it is being uh, kept. Uh, and uh, in New York, in the summer, so that's around about now, 4,000 people are going to be participating in a Yiddish sing-along in Central Park. Uh, it's an annual uh, event that takes place. It's a free concert of Yiddish music featuring the Kletz Matics and more. And, oh, actually, it's going to be taking place on the 14th of June. 
And uh, it's quite, I think it could be quite a fun little event to participate in. Uh, so I think, you know, if we want to join maybe next year, we're going to have to uh, brush up on our Yiddish songs. 4,002 people will be joining. Yes, yes. Yeah, maybe, maybe the Israel Center can take us there. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's quite remarkable. I love it when uh, people keep up old traditions and old languages and keep up. And it seems right somehow that New York is the home to that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I imagine anywhere it probably has the most. Yeah, the, the biggest although, population maybe of Jewish people. Although I suppose I'm very old-fashioned in my idea of those that speak Yiddish will probably not be the kinds that would want to participate in kind of song and dance. You never know. You never know. You never know. I think, they, I think they'd love it. I think it would bring back um, amazing memories. So go get a bagel and <laughs> salmon and... Go and sing some Yiddish songs. Um, I think it could be quite fun. Uh, I love spending the time with you because it takes us out of ourselves and yes. the, the load shedding and to know that there's a whole world out there. So, Bronwyn, I'm looking forward to seeing you again in two weeks' time. Looking forward to it.